What's up, everyone? Welcome to our review of WandaVision, episode 7. Breaking the fourth wall. That's what it's called. So, I'm breaking the fourth wall with you. Hello, everyone. But anyways, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. This review will be spoilers, so if you don't like spoilers, go away. But make sure to come back. And if you do like spoilers and you don't care, yeah, stick around. You know, we'll take it. We'll spoil everything for you. It'll be like milk, you know, spoil your wine, you know, spoil your your one division that's what we're here for but john so much to talk about in today's episode so great what what were your initial thoughts go coming out of this spectacular episode i mean so oh my gosh man like it's so much more information about uh obviously now we have agatha, agatha harkness confirmed i mean i think we've all kind of been suspecting this since day one um but it's crazy to have this actually be confirmed now. Uh, there wasn't a big reveal about the uh, the aerospace engineer like everybody thought there was going to be. It just happens to be some major in the uh, or some official in the in the military. Um, so that's that was kind of uh, un- unexpected. I thought there was going to be more significance to that. I think I think that general is a red herring because she said yeah. I got a guy, and that's not a guy. Uh, and for and, and this is obviously something that you know maybe if has happened a couple days later or i don't know what how but it just it doesn't seem it, it seems kind of out of place like it's like she, maybe she made a call after they escaped the hex because remember they had to make a new camp for sword mm-hmm. and i would assume that also they have a new camp for monica rambo it's like oh shoot the hex expanded. Let me call some people so we can get a hex and they'll bring over some materials. But anyways, continue. No, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, maybe there might be something else that just with two episodes left and now she's in the hex. Um, I wonder if they'd even be able to tie that in with somebody on the outside in a in a meaningful way. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be like a last minute reveal and that maybe it is going to be Reed Richards. And this is how we we get introduced to him as like a little tease on WandaVision, which seems weird. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, overall, I thought that was like a really, f- it was a really fun episode. It, it started getting really dark. And honestly, my prediction is the last episode or maybe these next two episodes are going to have a lot more horror in them. Hmm. So much horror coming at us. Horror. Horror, horror, as they say. I don't know. But yeah, um, but a couple of things bef- about this episode before we, before we continue. Um, actually, uh, it's directed by Matt Shockman again. Wouldn't you guess? Uh, some of the writing credits are given to Peter Cameron, Mackenzie Dore, and Bobak Esfarjani. And the storyboards for this stuff and how they're putting everything together is really fascinating. Because every week, this show seems to bring me to something I wasn't expecting. Like, you know, I am expecting a reveal somewhere of a villain and we got it in agatha harkness but i wasn't expecting it to be in this episode uh you know it's just they can do whatever they want especially with how they play with uh quicksilver at the end you know i wasn't expecting an end credit scene it's so funny because i didn't know there's an end credit scene until everyone's talking about it online i'm like oh my gosh i need to go back and see what this is so they're doing a lot of things with this piece they're doing a lot of things at this point of the storyboard that i'm just really intrigued because there are 
branching storylines you know we're not just focused on one thing we've been like that throughout the whole show but they're all developing in special ways that are great you know wanda saying hey that's not your uncle when she's talking to the kids uh the other thing about you know the kids going there going to see agnes and then you know wanda gets sucked in there you know we have darcy and vision and vision helping her out and then them having the discussion and she's telling him about what he's missed out because he has memory loss or rather instead of memory loss it's not really truly vision but it is a sentient being who has no idea who he is and so going through that was very great and then of course it's it, it, it's what we get with you know agent Wu and uh agent rambo where they try and get into the hex and you know she gets her powers as photon this is so well done so well paced and the 30 minutes didn't feel like i didn't i couldn't feel the time i didn't feel like you know the 30 minute kind of episode whatever it was was super fast i didn't feel like it was super slow it's just paced correctly so i i am very excited i am very impressed and when it comes to wandavision and what it means for the next phase of mcu i think that they have learned so much since starting this MCU type of universe that now we are really getting the stuff that I hope for the love of God, we get Emmys, we get Oscars because it just keeps getting better and better. And I would hate to see the Academy just be like, ah, oh, visual effects. We're fantastic. Here's an Oscar. No, I want Oscar level stuff because these, these performances by these actors and actresses is just phenomenal. I just, I don't, I, I don't think we can ignore it anymore. Yeah, and I, I think that's going to have to do more with like a cultural perception change. Uh, just people realizing that, that comic book movies or comic book content is actual art, even if Martin Scorsese doesn't believe that, that, that people can have incredible performances, like you said, and meaningful content that really challenges people and gets people thinking. Um, like I said, I, I think with these last couple episodes... We're going to see her lose her kids potentially or think that she's lost her kids um i i maybe mephisto is going to be introduced or maybe agatha harkness is going to be the only major villain of the series but either way i i think these last two episodes are about to get insane oh absolutely they're about to get insane but i just want to talk about and focus on what is this motivation and what is the background stuff that we've learned because when it comes to Vision, we now know that he was going to be used as a weapon by Sword. And I don't think anybody was kind of like shocked by that. I think they mentioned Sentinel. They're going to use him as a Sentinel. But, you know, for some people... Sen sentient weapon, not Sentinel uh, weapon. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you for clearing that up because <laughs> I was like, there it is, the Sentinel program. Ah, well, that kind of... That kind of diminishes everything, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know. We it's on the door, Chris. He said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't I don't watch. I watch certain things with uh, subtitles. And, you know, this happens to be a show in English. But, yeah, I should probably put everything on subtitle. And WandaVision, you never know. Um, but continuing, a, a lot of the great things that they're doing with this type of uh, just the visuals. When you're watching 
Wanda's acting and she's watching the the hex kind of unravel itself little by little where she is kind of losing control of certain things when the TVs are going older going forward changing the stork is changing and she kind of has to like get a grip on it a little bit and she takes a day off essentially and it's very weird for the kids it's very weird for everyone and I really do enjoy that they chose for this one to do the office and I know people are saying modern family too. Like obviously there's a lot of a lot of pointing at yes, this is the modern family open this is the modern family episode, but it had an office opening and the office did it first, so it's the office. Um, that's my argument, and that's what I'll stick with, even though I've only watched two episodes of The Office. Point is this type of style where you get the breaking of the fourth wall really gets it's a really nice flavor to see what Wanda is going through because so far we see Wanda trying to create the perfect world where now we get to see Wanda just trying to maintain sanity. And so I really like the shift. I really like the focus the show has taken. And I, I really enjoy how this crew with uh, Jack Schaefer and what she's done have really formed, you know, really brought people in the pin in the the pinball machine going back and forth between the plots, really staying concise with what everyone wants. You know, Wanda, you know, we, we bring it to Vision's point. You know, he hasn't he has an arc. He's been giving information. You know, he fought with Wanda at one point and now he's getting these this information from Darcy. Darcy is there to let him know, you know, this is what she's been through. She watched you die. She killed you to save the universe. And then you were brought back and she watched you, you die, but not by her hand, by someone else. So mm -hmm. it was all for nothing kind of. And, you know, just to watch vision go through that, it, the choices being made. Um, there's not much I can take on this. I just want to gush about how, it really does put in your mind about how they are making these characters reflect on the choices that happened previously in the MCU. And it really is showing the emotional tension on characters that I just really need to respect because we just haven't really gotten that in the MCU. And I love that we're getting it now in WandaVision, the emotional distress that hasn't been seen probably since the end of Civil War between Captain America uh, and Tony Stark. Yeah, and, and they really don't have time to go through this kind of emotional arc in, in a two, two and a half hour movie um, just because there's so much plot to have to go through and, and they had to keep setting up things for the next movies and the next movies and the Infinity War or the Infinity Saga. And, and so now that we're kind of disconnected from all of that and we can kind of tell this self-contained story to a degree right now, they, they can really just, like you said, like just dive into the deeper emotional um, trauma of everything that's happened to them recently. And I, I love this format for um, for these kind of uh, this kind of content for Marvel. I, I, I think if this is how they're doing the first one um, for the, the trial run of Marvel TV shows, that makes me even more excited for the for the future ones. And I I can't say I would be more excited about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I I do. I'm hearing a lot of things that uh, Sam Mackey is saying online, and how being uh, going through it has kind of changed his idea on how they were going to approach the Marvel TV shows. 
and how much more legit they are in almost every aspect. Um, so it, it just gets me even more hyped for, for the future of this. And I, I really love that Kevin Feige is leaning into this form of storytelling now more so than the movies because he realizes the kind of importance that this has in a storytelling format and the ability to hone in on these, I mean, up until this point, kind of B-list heroes. Um, because we didn't really get any screen time for, for the show that they're really focusing on, or for the characters they are. Um, like WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki has gotten probably the most screen time out of all of them. Um, and I think that's more of a like a fan favorite kind of show. Uh, but then getting to explore new characters like Miss Marvel uh, and She-Hulk. And um, it's just, it's, I think, a really uh, transformative kind of storytelling form for Marvel. And uh, I wonder how it's going to affect the movies going forward as well. Like now that we've gotten this new platform to tell deeper stories, is that going to affect the movies in any different way? Yeah, definitely. Did you like how they revealed... Uh, did you like how they revealed Agatha the the Harkness, or Harkness? Agatha, Agatha the Harkness. Yeah, Agatha Agatha Harkness. Did you like how they <laughs> revealed her? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it seemed very by the book. I would say. I mean, because like we all, like I said, we all saw this coming. We all knew who she was. She they weren't really being coy about her being um, involved in everything, and it just kind of felt like a natural way to do it. It didn't really feel forced, and I think Catherine Hahn's performance sold it. That I mean, in some ways, it could have been cheesy, um, and doing a maniacal laugh as a witch, I think, could be a little cheesy for a lot of people. But she just sells it really, really well, and that that they took the time to go back and show those little snippets of of a um, uh, looking back on on how she secretly manipulated everything. Um, and she's been at the center of this this entire time, I think, was a really good way to tie it all together. It did not just, like, throw the mask off and say, yes, it's me, it's Agatha Harkness, ha ha ha, and then have the show end. Um, but it, I think, because of this reveal, that's what's got me thinking that we're not going to do the show format anymore, or the sitcom format, that now the, the, gig, the jig is up. I mean, this is it. This is, now we're in the end game of the show, quote unquote. And we can really start getting into the um, into the minutia of it all, and the fact that now we actually have a hard like a, a hard and fast villain of the show, and uh, she's got Tommy and Billy trapped, and probably is going to sacrifice them to Mephisto, um, because when you when you look at it up until this point, she's been just playing along. She's trying to get Wanda and the kids to a certain point where the kids have developed powers and they are exhibiting all of these things. Um, and so once that happened and once Wanda's kind of been taken out of the equation, visions off being distracted, trying to figure out what's going outside the hex. Now Agatha was able to focus in on the kids and get them alone and trap them. And she didn't need Wanda anymore. So she could let her just kind of suffer and be off on her own dealing with the trauma. Um, and and now the entire just facade of everything has come down. When it comes to her introduction, I didn't find it very fun. Um, to me, I thought what they did with the whole like, you know, introducing her with the lettering and you know her maniacally laughing, you'd be like, oh, and I killed Sparky. I just looked at that. And I'm like, okay, it's on brand for what this episode is supposed to be 
but right now Wanda's in a trance or is being controlled and I don't know if she's trying to control the hex and take over the show even though it's not currently on air right now to those at sword I just wanted something to be a little bit more maniacal instead I got something that felt more like hocus pocus and that's fine because Agnes has been that kind of weirdo type of witch vibe throughout the show which i totally understand and that's why you give her this intro but i did feel like when you change the tone when she when wanda's going to the basement and she's seeing the brick and then she see like the magic and then she gets in in you know kind of enthralled i i just thought the gimmick of introducing uh agatha and that you know kind of weird spooky music that 1990s 1980s spooky music like it's like the monster mash i just thought it was a little ridiculous and that would be my major critique of this episode as far as that you know it just it didn't feel it didn't feel threatening if that makes sense and when you see the ending cutscene, that feels more threatening when quicksilver shows up and he's like you know what was he say he didn't say what do you say snoopers gonna snoop yeah I, you know i i felt i felt more duress then than when agatha's kind of like got this you know you know baseball organ type of music playing behind her like ooh, she's been behind i thought the the reveal of all the things that made her the villain were kind of well done with the music and aesthetic but i just thought it could have been you know, give me some like strings and dissonant chords, you know, make me feel uneasy. I didn't feel uneasy. I, I felt like, oh, you know, kind of how you mentioned is like, we all knew this was coming. I just didn't feel a great payoff from it. And uh, I feel like maybe I'm not alone. But, you know, as far as what people are saying is like, they're amazed. And I really liked the episode, but her reveal was just not it wasn't it didn't make my tummy full. That's how I'll say it. Yeah, and I, I get that. And I wonder what the tone is going to be like moving forward. I mean, like, if she if she pivots into this maniacal, evil, dark villain, then that's one thing. And, and you're right, like, then it wouldn't feel on brand. But if if she's just the the servant to a higher power, she's probably allowed to be a little bit more playful as a villain and doesn't need to be as serious and maniacal. Um so if, if if she ends up being the one big bad, then yeah, I, I think at the end we're going to look back and that's not going to be as good of a payoff. Uh, but she, if she's more of a lackey and just kind of manipulating Wanda to get her to, like if she is the um, uh, the worm tail of, the, of Voldemort, um, I think is that, is, that, is that his name? Is it worm tail or worm, worm tongue? Worm, worm tongue. tongue. Vol- Vol- worm yeah. T- wait, uh, no. Wait, no. I thought we were doing the Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh. What do you do? You're talking Harry Potter? Yeah. Don't you? I, it's Worm, Worm Tongue isn't. Worm Tongue is yep. the one from Lord of the Rings yep. who talks to King Theoden. Yep. And then uh, Peter Pettigrew. Pettigrew. Yep. Pettigrew. That's the one. That's the one you think. What are you doing? What are you doing? Ah, you man, know? I'm sorry. So my nerd like, card's getting revoked. <laughs> you know, You know. we're in a fantasy world. We're talking here. I just. Don't get. Don't get it mixed up i know we're talking about witches here but you know you need to just you need to focus man you need just need to lock it in lock how is it, it in. that how is it that i'm better at sports metaphors lately than i am nerd metaphors you know what it's you, you watching you watching too much trash television you and your wife 
Then oh, you get off this, it. And you start watching this, nerdy stuff. This disappoints me, Chris. I disappointed myself. You know what? You know what? You, everyone gets a second chance. So you don't blow it, kid. <laughs> uh, hard pivot here. Uh, what did you think about the introduction of uh, of uh, sorry Monica Rambeau and getting her powers and how she pushed her way through the hex and essentially is now wearing a version of her future uniform? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Always my critique, though. I want more Warface. I didn't. I didn't see enough Warface. I didn't feel like she was really like. I, I just the noises like maybe it's the ADR whatever it is it just didn't it didn't sound like they didn't sound like oh my gosh my cells are being restructured but the visuals were fantastic the motivation is there seeing you know Jimmy Woo be like don't don't go in there it's just like oh this is it and the music that's swelling the you know showing the different phases that Monica has been in when her body kind of splits a little bit visually but not really and seeing her push through, I just thought, very well done. When she comes out, her eyes, how they're that nice, like, very misty, white-blue. I was just like, yes! Yes! Now you look like little Nas X from that Santa Claus video. Hell yeah! Like the eyes. <laughs> but, I, I, like I said, I really enjoy that. I just, I don't know why, I just want more, I just want more grunt. More grunt, you know, with my, with my actors when they're going through something crazy like paul bettany did a great grunting when he's getting torn apart but you know you're getting torn apart i feel like she monica rambo is getting torn apart as well so you know as far as tenoria paris it is what it is i think she's still doing a great job in the show um that you know what are some of your standouts when it comes to photon john well you were you were you really uh, what's the word? Were you satisfied with how they introduced or how they gave her the powers? Yeah, I mean, that I feel like is an interesting way. Uh, where I mean, basically, like she accidentally got powers. And I know that's kind of a theme in a lot of other heroes and stuff. But um, the fact that like I Wanda didn't like do anything to directly give them to her or cause her to, to manifest them. Uh, like she did that to herself. Um I, and the, the the audio playing underneath where they they're leaning into I guess like the tension between her and Captain Marvel, I think is going to be a really interesting dynamic in Captain Marvel two, because I I don't see Brie Larson cameoing in this. I think they're not going to address what happened between them until the sequel to that film. Um, but I I think she did a really good job with it. I I think the introduction of this character just na very naturally uh, folded in into the rest of the show. It seems like a very natural progression for them. And I'm, I'm curious to see if, if she's going to fully like start to utilize her powers by the end of this, or if that's not even really going to be um, uh, like, I don't know, up for grabs until the movie um, when she's kind of, when she's introduced more of this. Yeah, I would I would agree with most of those statements. I just hope they don't make Photon kind of. I don't. I hope they don't make Tony Paris's character kind of helpless in this because I was thinking that throughout this series we would see her take more of a hold. Like she's taking a hold on the situation really well, which is great. But I felt like we were gonna kind of get like the oh I've got all the tools here and there and this is we're gonna do kind of like a MacGyver type of 
character, but not in the MacGyver type of way. I just felt like she would be way more resourceful, but, you know, kind of between her and Jimmy Woo, they feel very similar. And I thought Jimmy Woo would just begun, become the tag along, but, you know, I, I, things keep on changing for my expectations, which is fine. I still think the show is really well done, and I'm just, I think it's the best MCU-ish type of thing we've gotten in a long time. Well, I shouldn't say that because there hasn't been a lot of movies since the finales and how great that was. But they're doing something different here that I really enjoy. My critiques, though, are, once again, every week we do this, it's very nitpicky. I'm not I'm not here to completely, you know, trash this show. It's just, you know, small things that I, I, I dislike in choice. But overall, the show is amazing. The acting is amazing. And, and I'm curious for you, John, was there someone into in today's episode someone's performance that stood out to you um i mean i i don't know if there was one that really stood out um because i think everybody got pretty equal screen time i think for the most part wanda was just um kind of blasé about a lot of stuff just because she was kind of recovering from a lot of what she was having to deal with prior to this um Vision just seemed to be more uh, inquisitive than anything. Uh, Catherine Hahn and Agnes didn't really didn't really blow me out of the water with a lot of performances. Because, um, like you said, like even at the end, I think it's gonna we're gonna have to wait and see how she acts the next episode to really see what kind of villain she's gonna be. Um, I mean, I think if anything, probably Monica Rambeau, just because she she took that leap and dove into the hex. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that she's going to appear helpless at all. I mean, I, I think for her to knowingly, to know what Wanda can do, um, and what she's done in the hex and just to stand up to her without any kind of fear, um, I think is, is incredibly brave and she doesn't truly know that she has powers yet. She knows something's up, but she doesn't know the extent to which she's been affected, um, so she doesn't know if she could if she could survive a blast from her. I mean, she's she's there to help someone she sees in need that she has that who has gone through something similar to her. Um, but powers or not, she's doing the right thing and trying to disarm a nuclear bomb, essentially. Brave but foolish boy. <laughs> I am a slow learner. That's what I thought of when you talked about, uh, you know, Monica's monica being brave and i was just like if only christopher lee could just grace us with his presence and say say those lines but it is uh, what it is <laughs> too soon chris too soon that was like look it up it was like five years ago i know too soon although it feels more recent than that you know and then what seven years was uh robin williams <laughs> but anyways uh let's start wrapping this up i think uh i want to get your final thoughts on this because the pivot to next week there are two more episodes john two more episodes the inclinations the development of this show you know what is going through your mind going into next week i i think it's going to be heavily focused on wanda trying to get her kids back and knowing that they are she's probably going to lose her kids too um so we're going to start seeing a lot a lot more of wanda having to deal with the trauma of the past and also trauma in the future vision um is going to get back into the mix and we're going to start seeing him 
really use his powers again. Uh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Agnes and the um, like the magical counter that she is to Wanda, um, the extent of which her powers go. I think is going to be really exciting to see because we've never seen besides Doctor Strange, we haven't really gotten like a v- magical villain especially one that's on par with Scarlet Witch, who could take down Thanos single-handedly. Um, so I don't know the extent to which her powers are going to go, if they're going to be um, more like mental manipulation rather than like environmental. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't wait to see how they're going to wrap this all up. And because this is all heavily influenced by House of M, and there's that iconic shot uh, in the comics where she... It, it like zooms in on her face and she says no more mutants and it changes the entire reality. I wonder if they're going to adapt that moment to some degree and how that's going to affect future projects. Uh, so who knows? Um, maybe she's going to say no more magic uh, or some variation of that. I it, it's because I I don't know that she's going to say no more like heroes or like superheroes, um, but I. Like I said, I, I wonder how they're going to adapt that moment, especially for it being such a heavy influence on this on the rest of the series. What I will say is that one of the things about this series going into next week, you know, the penultimate, as they call them, episode, is I am really... The big thing as the series as a whole that I did not enjoy, and don't, don't take this personally, John, is that the amount of people talking about the lore behind this series i don't know what it is but i feel like i've had more spoiled for me in a show than ever and i'm fine with it but at the same time i feel like it's taken a lot away from me and that is my concern that is like one of my concerns is like is everything going to be very easily telegraphed because like I said, you know, sources were talking about, you know, that the way this is going to end is going to be nuts. And, you know, the cast and crew have acknowledged that, like, you know, the way it ends is, you know, just get ready. So I, I have faith that that's going to happen, but I hope that that kind of expectation isn't minimized from what I'm starting to learn by fans who are just throwing this out, you know, out there. You know, like IGN is like putting out articles, games, game spot. I think it is not GameStop, but Games GameStop, The Verge, like all these other like online nerdy publications and stuff like that are just going the deep dive of how it relates to the source material. And I think that that type of plastering all over the internet is kind of ruining this experience. And I, I don't think we ever really got that with Game of Thrones and you know the book readers be like well this happens in the books and stuff like that but they keep to their communities on like reddit or something now we're getting like youtube videos popping up on feeds and twitter and all this other stuff it's just a little it's a little much and i really hope that going into this episode this episode eight that we really just go in a direction i'm not expecting and in a good way so i look forward to seeing how i disagree with you uh, you said it's going to focus on Wanda and her and her kids. I think it's we're going to get more of a vision focus in this and maybe he'll die and then we focus on the you know the uh, the ramifications of that in the ninth episode with Wanda and everyone else. Yeah, I could see that. I do have one one thing to to say to you though. 
Um, welcome to comic book fan movies uh, for all of eternity. Uh, this is how everybody has felt because when you have something that has so vast of a, of a source, um, so much source material uh, surrounding it, every time a, a film or a TV show comes out and they announce any kind of um, uh, source material for that content, everybody just goes into rampant speculation mode based on that. I mean, we have... Um, uh, Infinity War, basically, for the Infinity Gauntlet. We had Civil War, even Batman vs. Superman, and the death of Superman, uh, and all of the DC and Marvel content. I mean, anytime it's, it says that it's pulling in any type of source, um, everybody just goes in a crazy spoiler mode from the comics. But what I do think Kevin Feige has been really masterful at is not pulling directly from the comics, but adapting themes and general ideas from it in a new way so that it it's surprising to comic book fans and still interesting and appealing to the to general audiences well i mean maybe it's because it's a show and it's week to week so more people gush about it which means more stuff gets out maybe yeah. that's why because movies is kind of like you gotta go see the movie or people are more respectful like please go see the movie or you can avoid stuff a little bit maybe easier than with movies because if I don't see a Star Wars for a few days, I could be like, you know what, you know, I, I'm going to see this movie, but I haven't seen it yet. Like there are Star Wars I haven't seen on opening day, but I've seen it like a few weeks later, and I don't see stuff plastered everywhere all over the internet. But with this, it's a little bit different. So I understand what you mean by that. But well, that's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, I just. Come on, why'd you name her Agnes? Can't you come up with something better? Like Agnes, Agatha, you know, this is such old-timey names. Come up with something like Alicia. I wouldn't suspect that. Like, oh, it's Alicia, you know, her friend. And then it's like, no, her name is Agatha Hartness. You know, I just... But it's a combination. It's the first part of Agatha and the last part of Harkness, and it's Agnes. Uh, anyways, it's a nod, Chris. It's a, it's a, it's not a nod, John. It's basically throwing your head through the bricks and then pulling your head out. That's what it's an understated nod. It, it's, it's a, a forceful f nod. It's fine. It's a very forceful nod. It's kind of like a, like a Jason Statham headbutt. It's not a nod. It's a Jason Statham headbutt, and it, it hurts <laughs> a lot. But anyways. We will discuss more when episode eight comes out. Really excited for it. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Bye.